not at the lectern. The most famous podcast in the world today. Caught at the electric. He's so cool. Come out and play. He's the guy all the other guys are jealous of. Cause he's the guy that all the girls wanna be with. Uh huh. Caught at the electric. The most famous podcast in the world today. He's got great guests on his show, like Dr. Steve and some other people. We love you, Carter. Hey, it's your old pal, Dr. Steve from Weird Medicine, and you're listening to the world-famous Cardiff Electric Podcast, one of the most famous podcasts on the internet today. to Cardiff Electric Podcast Network, number two after Joe Rogan. Yes, they also hate vaccines and love the N-word. Okay, thanks for listening. We'll see you in hell. Comedy. Hey, this is Carl from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. You are listening to the world-famous Cardiff Electric Podcast, one of the most famous podcasts on the internet today. Can you hear me? Hello, hello, can you hear me? Yes. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. You're born. So, before we get started, do we have your permission to record this uh, interview? Yes. Thank you. Um, yes. So, and how would you like me to refer to you, sir? Uh, doesn't matter. Uh, Richard Ojeda. That's my name. Richard, Richard Ojeda. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Okay. So, we will get started in three, two, one. Welcome to the Cardiff Electric Podcast, the most famous podcast on the internet today. Today, we have a special guest for everybody. Special guest, would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, Richard Ojeda. Hello, Mr. Richard Ojeda. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Welcome to the show. Would you like to give uh, our listening audience a little background on your... uh, You've come to... To be known to us based on your military and political background, would you like to give our listening audience a little bit of that? Well, you know, I spent uh, 24 years in the military, and then I retired. And when I returned to West Virginia, uh, I basically was disgusted at what I found and how all the politicians had their hands in the cookie jar. So I started challenging these people. And, uh, you know, I eventually won a state Senate seat after taking a pipe to the back of the head and eight broken bones to the face with brass knuckles. Uh, and, you know, I, I worked very hard for the people of West Virginia. Uh, I've ran for other offices. I actually ran for president for two solid months, but uh, you know, <laughs> that didn't go anywhere. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a very political person and I say what I mean. And if you don't like it, tough. So you're saying you were attacked for your political views? Uh, I was attacked because they knew that if I didn't die on that creek bank, that I would be the next state senator in West Virginia. Uh, Let's just say that I returned home to literally, I I would say, one of the most corrupt counties uh, in West Virginia. But after spending, you know, a few years in West Virginia, the whole state's corrupt. Oh, my. Oh my. So that leads us a little bit into the topic we wanted to discuss today. 
I sent you a link to the website conservativemove.com. So what I've been able to gather from this organization is they are trying to encourage Republicans to all move to Republican-only states. Now, my initial thought was, why would anybody do that? But then I started to think that wouldn't it be nice to know where all the Republicans are? What do you think? Well, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, if they want to all move to red states, go for it. Go ahead. But understand that they're doing it because they're not thinking anything through. That's the problem with with a lot of these these people, especially the poorly educated that still believe that Donald Trump was the second coming of Christ. They think that it's going to be much better. But, uh, you know, ask Texas about that. You know, Texas is a state that continuously says we need to secede. We don't need nobody. But then all of a sudden they get a nice cold spell and they're practically dying in the streets. Uh, If you want to move to a red state, move to a red state. But understand what you're moving to. You're moving to the states that have the highest rates of poverty, the uh, lowest education levels, uh, the worst in infrastructure, Uh, and many, many other things. The red states are absolutely the worst of the worst. You know, I I just left West Virginia and we were 50th in infrastructure. And we were still, we were between 45th and 50th of every single practical category that is out there. So, you know, I mean, that's what happens. You you can claim you're a Republican all you want, but the biggest oxymoron that there is is poor Republican because poor Republicans don't exist. Republicans take care of the filthy rich, and that's who the Republican Party is about. That's who they're for. But they've convinced a lot of these people that they're Republicans, and what they don't realize is that Republicans are just using them for their votes. They don't care about them. Donald Trump didn't do anything for the poor people. Donald Trump didn't elevate West Virginia out of poverty. Donald Trump didn't save the coal industry. We lost 8,700 coal jobs under Donald Trump. You know, but once again, you know, Donald Trump just makes these people think because I hate the same people that you all hate, that they're all in the same boat together somehow, but they're not. Do you think part of this initiative is trying to manipulate the results of the Electoral College? Well, I mean, what they want to do, let them, let them all go to red states. Let them go, 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 get out, of, get out of the blue states. We don't care. But make no mistake about it, it's the blue states that have to save the red states over and over again. Let's take Kentucky. Kentucky gets way more money every single year than they ever pay out in national taxes. That's a fact. You know, we we carry Kentucky, but we also carry Mississippi. We carry West Virginia. We carry uh, Louisiana. We carry a lot of states because we have to, because they're American. You know, these people want to claim and, and act like they want to secede. Now what they're talking about is let's all just move to the red states. Move to the red states. Go ahead. You know, let me tell you something. The the lack of, of, of knowledge on global warming is, is making places uh, uh, have it quite rough. And I'm going to tell you, you know, when you have, when you have below temp- freezing temperatures in Florida, those people ain't used to that. When you have uh, below freezing temperatures in Texas, they're not used to that. But guess what? It's happening now and it's happening more often. 
And, and you know, once again, we're talking about states that are Republican-led. If they get their heads out of their fourth point of contact, which is your ass, if you're a paratrooper, then uh, maybe they'll start paying some attention. I will have to bleep that out. We generally do a clean show, but I appreciate your sentiment. Um, what are your thoughts on January 6th? I think that every single person that participated in January 6th is a treasonous, seditious traitor. Uh, I think that if they have any history at, uh, in the military, they should lose all of their VA capabilities, their retirement, their disability. They should lose all that because they basically tried to destroy our democracy and replace it with an authoritarian dictatorship with Donald Trump at the head. I hope that Donald Trump dies in prison uh, penniless, and I hope his family does as well. Uh, I, I think that what took place on January the 6th was an assault on our democracy. They struck down the American flag and replaced it with a Trump flag. They paraded a rebel flag throughout the uh, House uh, and, and, and the halls of Congress. Uh, I have nothing for these people. These people, to me, are no different than the Taliban and should be dealt with accordingly. Thank you. Yes, my, my friend's birthday is on January 6th. We do not even celebrate on that day anymore because of that. Yeah, I don't blame you. Don't blame me. So I need to ask you a very difficult question, but before we get to that, I will ask you a softball. Chocolate or vanilla? Chocolate. Very good. So now I have to get to the difficult question. Why did you vote for Donald Trump? I supported Donald Trump because I was not a fan of Hillary Clinton, and that's not just the reason. First and foremost, my thoughts were when Hillary threw her hat in the ring was when we were young, we were told that anybody could be president in the United States of America. And when you realize that you have a father-son president team, and then all, oh, by the way, the, the, the other brother decided to run for president as well, then you had Bill Clinton, and now his wife is running for president. I looked at that, and I said to myself, you know what? That's not the way it's supposed to be. It's not. And I didn't like the things that Donald Trump was saying, but Donald Trump did say something that got my attention, and that was when he started talking about West Virginia. Now, of course, now we know that he basically preyed on the people of West Virginia. He didn't save coal. Uh, but my thoughts were, because I have all my family members are, are, are people that, that were in coal mining. Uh, my friends, I lived in the coal fields of West Virginia. And, you know, as much as I understand that coal is a dying resource, there still is coal in West Virginia that has a future, and that's metallurgical coal. And my thoughts were, was that we need somebody to finally do something for West Virginia. And Donald Trump seemed like he actually cared enough to do something for West Virginia. And I, I basically held my nose and I said, you know what, I'm gonna support him. And it wasn't two weeks later, I was already daggone ripping him a new one. But uh, yeah, you know, I'm not happy about it, but it is what it is. You know, we all make mistakes and that was a huge mistake. Uh, and there's nothing I can do about it. I wish I could take it back, but I can't. I, I have an associate um, in Rochester, New York, named Carl, um, and he campaigned heavily for Hillary Clinton uh, during that election. And we all wish that that she had won in retrospect. Um, but I think that she would have done a lot better, especially with major issues that were taking place. But I still do not think that she should be the president of the United States. I don't. 
I think I think it's absolutely atrocious that we have family members that are presidents. I think that is absolutely wrong. You know, it, anybody should have the opportunity. The one thing I learned when I ran for office was that the Democratic Party don't want people like me. You know, the Democratic Party didn't support me when I ran for Congress until the last couple months. And they only did that because Joe Manchin said, look, this guy is really making a lot of noise and he's really, you know, opening a lot of eyes. Uh, and that's when they decided to put me on the red to blue list. But, you know, when I decided to run for the presidency, I mean, they wouldn't even talk to me. No, of course they weren't going to talk to me because I'm not the type of person that these people want in office. They don't want people that's going to tell them, you don't tell me what to do and you're not going to tell me how to vote. That's the problem. They want people that's going to do exactly what they want and do what they say and vote the way they want them to vote. And that's on both parties. Would you ever consider running for president again? Uh, it, you know, it's like this. Uh, I'm, I just moved to North Carolina and I'm not coming to North Carolina to run for office. I don't need to be a politician. I don't have to be a politician. You know, I, I become a politician because I looked at a bunch of people that had their hands in the cookie jar and I told them what they needed to do. And they said, who the hell are you? So then I challenged them and that's why I beat them. Uh, but, you know, I don't have to be a politician, but make no mistake about it. You know, if I'm down here in North Carolina and the Democratic Party of North Carolina says, you know what, we like this guy. We think he's somebody that we might want to get to take out one of these local knuckleheads. That's a different story. But I don't have to. I'm always going to be vocal. I'm always going to say what I believe is right. And if people don't like it, tough. Uh, but, you know, I, I, to me, I, I don't wake up in the morning and, and, and hope to have a position of power. Uh, where I'm in charge of everything. You know, I, le I led troops in combat. To me, that's the pinnacle of leadership, not a politician. Very good. I watch, I get to watch you and John very often on the, on the YouTube. And I think yeah. if you two were to join forces, the vice president, president kind of ticket, I think would be fantastic. President Melendez and vice president Ojeda. Well, you know, but once again, it's that they don't want people like us. You know, they really don't. I mean, I'll tell you right now, I'm, I'm absolutely sickened at the fact that the Democratic Party has given the DNC to Jamie Harrison. You know, mm. first and foremost, Jamie Harrison, what has he done? I mean, I mean, what I mean, they, they gave him literally they spent about one hundred and fifty million dollars on him and he got beat by Lindsey Graham. You know, the, the, the Democratic Party needs to learn how to fight. They wasted $300 million on Amy McGrath and Jamie Harrison, and neither one of them won. And they ran against the worst of the worst. You know, and I'm sitting here looking at the Democratic Party right now, and the Democratic Party's not fighting. They're not fighting. Why are we not fighting? Why, you know, why are the Democrats not telling the success stories? Joe Biden is knocking home runs out every single day, but nobody knows about it because the Democrats aren't daggone fighting that battle. We should be absolutely letting people know, look at what the Democratic Party is getting done right now, but we're not because we don't know how to fight. You know, you got to be willing to roll up your daggone sleeves and knuckle up sometimes, and these people don't know how. That's, that's what I like about Watching you and John, you're definitely changing the way the Democratic Party approaches things like this in media. Well, if we could get more people to watch, it'd be better. How did you first end up on John's show? Uh, 
somebody I guess had recommended uh, me to John and uh, he reached out to me. And of course, at first I was like, get out of here, man. You know, cause I, I knew who stuttering John was. And I thought this is garbage. This is BS. But then I, I went ahead and they said, no, this is real. And, uh, and I went on his show and, and it was like almost immediately him and I just clicked you know, I mean, we absolutely, we support, believe the same exact things. Uh, and we just had a great, you know, a great conversation. Uh, and then I started becoming a regular on his show. And then uh, I went out to California and, and, and he invited me to be his guest at one of his uh, shows one night. And uh, we had a really good time. He and I get along really well. And we see eye to eye on almost, I think almost everything. So, uh, yeah, that's why we always have great conversations. And that's why, you know, the shows that we do uh, always, you know, get get pretty good reviews. Great. Will you be back soon? It's been a while since there's been an episode. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just moved to North Carolina. So right now, my biggest issue is uh, uh, the biggest issue for me is uh, just... Uh, Hold on. Oh, I'm sorry. I got. I was looking at a message. Uh, no problem. Say that question again. I'm sorry. Say that question again. Oh, just we haven't seen uh, you on an episode lately. John hasn't been on. I was just wondering if there will be an oh. episode soon. Yeah, yeah, there, there will be. I'm sorry. I, 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 an email popped up that I just saw, and it took me off, off my game. But, uh, uh, yes, I, I, I just got through moving from West Virginia to North Carolina. So, you know, I mean, it's been a brutal 10 days. And now that we're here uh, this week coming up, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, we have to unload all of our goods into uh, storage containers. So it's just going nonstop. But after Wednesday, I, I should be good to go. And then I'll be back on his show. Look wonderful. Look forward to seeing you. I have a question for you too. Mr. Richard Ojeda, are you a betting man? I, well, if you look at my haircut, but that's about as good as it goes. <laughs> well, that's great because you can earn a 50% welcome bonus up to $1,000 on your first ever deposit at betonline.ag. Use promo code CLNS50 and your extra 50% will be added to your sports betting bankroll instantly. The big game is coming up this weekend. Will you be watching and what team are you rooting for? Well, you know, I don't, I, I, I probably won't even watch it. I don't think I'm not going to watch it. I, I really, to me, uh, it's not a big deal. There's, there's a lot of things going on in this world right now. Uh, and, and I'm not really, I don't really watch sports. Uh, I have, I have a lot of other things that I do, uh, researching things for my nightly lives, uh, stuff like that. So yeah, I'm, I'm not going to pay attention. I really don't care. I don't, I don't follow any, any uh, major sports team. I grew up in West Virginia, so we never really had anything. So everybody in West Virginia is either a Bengals, a Browns or a Steelers fan. And, you know, uh, I really don't waste my time on it. Thank you. Before we let you go, where can our listeners find you? Where can they watch your show? Where can they find yeah. your social media, et cetera, et cetera? Okay, uh, on Twitter, I'm Ojeda, and then the number four, America. Uh, on uh, YouTube, it's Ojeda Live. On Facebook, it's Richard Ojeda. And you can find the page. It's got over 100,000 uh, followers. 
so you know that's the one and then you just click the like button and then you can follow me there uh and then of course tiktok is sapper uh and i'm on instagram and everything else too okay well thank you very much for your time today we appreciate meeting you it was great to have you on please uh Join us again one day and say hello to John for us. We're all big fans. I will do. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. Hey, Cardiff. I just got done listening to Saldi interview. Great interview, by the way. uh, Really, really insightful and the kind of person that unironically listens to Suttering John. Take that how you will. Uh, Yeah, I, I think at this point, the only person you have left to interview is Heather W. And then you have the entire stuttering john whack pack uh done all right punching out bye hey cardiff just got back from uh brent's deli when i walked in howie said to me hey gary you're a funny guy i said how so howie he said well that joke you said on cardiff about stuttering john getting arrested by the gazpacho police with marjorie taylor green was pretty funny Brian Cranston said, yeah, the Sangria Police was funny, too. It's a real gem. I said, Howie, I'm not a professional comedian like you, but you could have that joke for your next comedy tour. It's free. You could have that joke on me. Stuttering John goes to Lost Funnies and gets arrested by the Gazpacho Police. That's a real funny joke. I'm starting to feel a little sorry for Stuttering John. I don't think he has any crazy questions. So I'm going to submit one right now. When he sees Lauren Vovert, he should say, Hey, Lauren, do you think Trump is shaped real thick? Or is he shaped like a pencil neck? And she'll go, uh, I don't know how to answer that. And that'll be a good answer. That'll be a viral video. A nice question for Lauren Vovert. Hey, Cardiff, Gary in San Diego. I just heard Stuttering John is really jealous. It turns out Lauren Bovert was awarded today the Hottest Woman in Congress Award. And she also got a Red Lobster gift card with it. So John's doubly jealous. His secret love, Lauren Bovert, is now the hottest woman in Congress. And he's, nobody's given him any gift cards. So he's very, very jealous. I guess he'd just settle for a gift card if he could get something like that. What'd you think? Well, oh, Mr. Cardiff, uh, I surely did appreciate that show with that old Sal D, but I'll tell you, he first he started out saying he hates Stuttering John, and then he says he likes Stuttering John. He'd shake his hand if he saw him in public, and then later on he said he... Hated Stutter Johnny, locked to me, hated me, locked to me. Hated me. He was the flip floppingest most feller I ever did, Char, but I'll tell you, he sounded like a pretty good feller. And uh, that Star Wars, that I'm glad you warned him about that old Carl Cheeseburger feller, whatever his name is. Old, uh, I suspect that's probably not his real name, but uh, uh, Carl Cheeseburger, if he'd go. Uh, I talked to uh, Trace Atkins about him, and he said if he wants to do his show, Self, not be ragging on somebody else's show. Do your own thing and make it good, and people like it. Well, there you go. I'll talk to you later. Bye.
Hey, Cardiff, tomorrow's Super Bowl Sunday, and John is very excited. He's got over 500 pop bets to choose from at Caesars Sportsbook. We know he likes the Rams. He said so last week. So prop bets is John's favorite type of bet. What about Mother Melendez? Well, on Super Bowl Sunday, she's still in Massapequa, New York. There's going to be snow flurries, and it's 33 degrees. What's John going to be doing? He'll be at the Pickwick Pub slogging down two or three cases of beer, Coors Light. Oh, wow. What a great time for John while poor Mother Melendez suffers. And then I got a can't watch football.